0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time.
1: On this episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about pronunciation, revision jukebox and the second part of the interview with Saf and Azir from Helpful Peeps.
0: Welcome to this episode. What episode is it? Well, you said 74 earlier on. 74. This, this episode of The Kindness Project, I'm joined by a girl who can mi- mispronounce anything. It's Charlotte Dames. And I'm
1: joined by the trivia man himself.
0: It's Chris <laughs> <Haynes>. <laughs> Oh, I love a bit of trivia. But let's just... should we just quickly go through the things that you... Um, that we disagree on how to pronounce? Chernobyl. Chernobyl. It's not Chernobyl it's, Chernobyl, it's Chernobyl. What are the other things? Tomato? Tomato. Charlotte to Charlotte. Charlotte's
1: fine.
0: <laughs> but there are certain things that you say. And I can't the problem is now I can't think of any apart from the word Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Right, you changed it there because you went originally for Chernobyl and now you're changing it to Chernobyl. Uh, I, the fact is, you keep on changing the way that you think it's pronounced. So I, now I don't know what way it's pronounced and you've given me 47 different alternatives.
1: Maybe that was the trap.
0: I think it's called Chernoboli Bubbly. I <laughs> love <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to have a Chernoboli Bubbly though. You don't want a nobbly-bubbly from Chernobyl, because they are hot stuff. And when you put a Geiger counter against an ice cream and it starts going off the scales, that's probably not the best move in the world. No, it's not. So how's your week off? Not bad, not bad. What have you been up to? Not much. Oh, that was a good conversation, wasn't it? You've been, you've been off for the summer holes, haven't you?
1: Yes.
0: Uh, so, uh, have the
1: you? Re- revision
0: cards, uh, oh yeah. Have you told the podcast listeners about your idea?
1: What?
0: Uh, the song one. Oh
1: yes, the revision jukebox.
0: Well, tell us about it.
1: Okay, so I can't. I find revising music done at mind really difficult. But I can easily remember song lyrics. It's a weird thing. I don't know how it works. Anyway, me and Dad played this game songs to be educational and i was like this is fun i'm good at this and i just started writing songs so now i've got a song um, based on the song thriller about the cuban missile crisis
0: and are you writing anymore? can you tell uh, us yes, about any more i have um a,
1: a general science one yeah based on the song royals
0: okay by lord yeah yes. any others but you've got your own youtube channel yeah so, um, i say Okay. Well, I'm sure it will come. I'm sure it will come. Uh, can you let uh, our listeners know exactly where they can get in touch with us? Um, the Twitter
1: is Ola holla Holla.
0: Holla. See, so this is a word that you consistently mispronounce. The word holla. No. H. It's got a h. Yes, I know it
1: has a
0: h. As in Chernobyl, has got a ch and ch- a r. You're confusing me uh, now. Okay. Ch- Gen- What's the Facebook? Bubbly. Um, it's at www.facebook.com forward slash would you like a Chinobbly Bubbly <laughs> um, No, it's, it's www.facebook.com forward slash holla, H-O-L-A, kindness. And people can get in touch with us on all in all sorts of different ways. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, MySpace, Napster, Jeeves, Google Plus, what? anything you want. G? You can send us a letter, you can send us a telegraph, you can do whatever you want I to get in touch love with us. To a <laughs> so would I. I've never ever received a telegraph. No. Do you reckon do you reckon I'll get to a hundred? I might get a telegram from the Queen. I might not. Um, okay, so uh, would you like this week's... Question of the podcast! Um, this week's question of the podcast is, what's the most childish childish thing you still do? Watch kids shows. Is it? Yeah. Watch cartoons? Yeah. What's your favourite... What, like, is it, like... Um, uh, like, what kid's show is the youngest kid's show you watch? Is it, I bet it's My Little Pony, isn't it? I don't
1: watch
0: that. What do you watch now?
1: Steven Universe.
0: Is that, is that a sort of young kid's show, though, is it? It's like, oh, I don't
1: know what kind of kid's show it is, but it's, 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 it's like really light-hearted and friendly. And it's just all happy and cheerful, and it's like a cartoon network. And it's... And then it got like really deep and there's like lots of stuff about relationships
0: tucked in there okay. and like there's, there's loads of underlying messages about stuff like homophobia and... Yeah, but it's, it's a more young, like young adult two kid show. Yeah. You don't watch any young, young kid shows anymore, do you? I
1: still
0: watch Horrible Histories. Horrible Histories? No, but Horrible Histories is one of the funniest. I'd watch, even if I didn't have kids... I'd watch Horrible Histories. I think Horrible Histories is really, really good. It's a laugh. It's a laugh. Horrible Histories is a bit of a laugh. I would still watch some of the old shows from my childhood Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse is good. Rubububble Custard. Uh, Rubububble Custard. (gasps) Trapdoor. Fraggle Rock. Love them, absolutely love them. So, listeners, we'd like to know from you this week what is the thing that you do that's really childish but you still love to do? Rolly polies. <laughs> Rolly polies. Oh, yeah. Rollie, what, eating or? or no, doing roly
1: polies.
0: Yeah, but rollie, eating roly polies is quite good. And I don't know if there's a childish thing to do, but it's quite good. But yeah, I um. Uh, I, I like the idea of doing roly-polies. Where do you do roly-polies?
1: They're on the field, and just anywhere. Just
0: carry on doing the roly-poly. Cool. Um, let's get on with Kindness News. Yep. So, we're here again for another...
1: <coughs> kindness News.
0: What addition? Amputee. Okay.
1: Just
0: picked a word from the top. <laughs> okay, cool. And what's this story about?
1: Quadruple amputee hitchhiking across Canada.
0: Are you sure it's Canada? Because we did try this before and you did say China. Is it <laughs> yeah, Canada or China? Yeah, it's Canada. Canada, definitely Canada. Okay. Kazakhstan? Cool. Colombia? No. Oh no, it's Canada, go on. So this amputee hitchhiked through... Oh,
1: oh, it's
0: another Chris. Oh, is it Chris? Look, Chris, we know Chris is a good people. What's his surname? Koch. <laughs> Chris Koch. Oh. I see I thought my, I thought Dames, Chris Dames was an okay name. And then a couple of weeks ago on Kindness News we had Chrissy Lopez. Yeah. And then we've got Chrissy Koch. <laughs> and I'm getting name envy, Charlotte. <laughs> I want Chris, I want Lopez or Koch. You're allowed to legally
1: change
0: it for a small amount. What's 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 your mum gonna say if I turn around and go, by the way? I know everybody else in my family is called dames, but please call me Chrissy Lopez, and I've got a double-barrelled surname now, Chrissy Lopez Koch. <laughs> what was she going to say? <laughs> Probably. OK, so what's, what's Chrissy, um, Chrissy okay. Koch been up, up to? He jokes about the difficulty of hitchhiking with no thumbs, but that hasn't stopped Chris Koch <laughs> <it's cross country, laughs> in his cross-country, in his cross-canada journey. In fact, not much has
1: stopped this remarkable man who is travelling the country on the kinds
0: of strangers. Can I just say something about um, uh, that? I, I think... Do you remember when we interviewed hands from Be My Eyes, the guy who built the app that helps yeah. people do that? He's got this line in his TED talk, and I'll put the show notes, where he turns around and goes, I am blind. Um, well, actually, I'm sort of very visually impaired, so there might be 200 of you in this room but um uh, i can only see three of you and then he just waves at three people and says hello which i thought was a hilarious self-referential joke anyway chris Koch, tell it to me about chris no thumbs
1: Koch started his journey in calgary 10 days ago and hopes to end up in newfoundland well when he gets there Koch's message is a powerful
0: one, to step out of your comfort zone and live life to the fullest. Christ, that I mean that is stepping out of your comfort zone, isn't it? And
1: Chris Koch is seriously taking his own advice for this adventure. You can't help but do a double take when you see Chris
0: Koch skateboarding down the And uh, Does he say Chris Koch every single time? <laughs> He's yeah. just got a cool name, Chris Koch. He's used to the attention and used to used to questions including how he
1: can type on his cell phone with no hands and how he lost his arms and legs. Koch was born that way. Okay. My grandma's reaction to hearing I
0: was born without arms and legs, Koch jokes, was to say that my father never finished anything he started. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I t- that tells me two things, right? Number one, uh, I love people that I, I and and I mean Chris Koch got an awesome name, but I love people who prove that anything is possible, right? So this guy, he's got every excuse in the world to turn around and go, you know what? This is mental, hitchhiking across a country as big as Canada, but I'm going to do it anyway because I think life should be an adventure. So I, you know I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, <laughs> joke, <laughs> having a sense of humour is so important. And actually...
1: So especially a self-deprecating one. Definitely. No
0: self-deprecating. Well, it's, like, it's like Britain's Got Talent when they had Lost Voice guy on. I mean, I thought he was amazing. Just like sort of that sort of self deprecating humor as long as it don't go into like, something that's negative as long as you keep it yeah. p- pretty positive and obviously Chris Koch isn't <laughs> seeing that as a I've said Chris Koch again haven't I I might say Chris Koch quite a lot in this segment <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Chris
1: or Koch or Kochy. <laughs> I
0: wonder what his nickname <laughs> is yeah so so he likes the joke does Chris by the yes. it if a guy without arms and legs can work on
1: a farm he says travel the world, can snowboard, surf, hitchhike across Canada, which is ironic because I don't have funds. I can do those things. Anybody is capable of it. Agreed. So add, add to that now, hitchhiking across Canada, relying on the kindness of strangers, many of whom offer him meals, places to say and money, which he quickly explains, oh, go to the war, war arms. Cornwall resident Denise Frey and her son saw Chris's post on Facebook about his cross Canada travels and offered to drive him to Montreal today. Freya was a police officer with York Regional Police and was injured on the job in a collision nine years ago. She understands all too well how difficult it is to pick it. To under, overcome obstacles. It's hard
0: when you go from a career like that to living with such chronic pain with a bro- with a brain injury. It changes your life, and with him, it's just amazing. Awesome. Love it. So, well done, Chris Koch. We love your story, we love and your name. Uh, we love your name, and good luck with your Canada wide travels. It sounds like an awesome adventure. So, this week, Charlotte, we're concluding our interview with Seth from Helpful Peeps. Yeah. Um, and if you don't remember from last week, or if you haven't listened to last week yet, have you listened to last week's interview? Are you
1: going to wait and listen to the full interview? Also.
0: Are you going to wait and listen to every single interview we've ever done? <laughs> um, we uh, we're going to talk, continue to talk to Zev about uh, the Helpful Peeps platform. It's a pa- platform for connecting kind people to kind people. What it does, and we asked him some questions in the podcast. Would you like to listen? Yeah. So you must collect loads of stories about how helpful peeps have connected people, helped people, done great stuff. What What's your favourite story, or if you've got time too? Yes. This is tricky because we we we
2: we have thousands and tens of thousands of help that happens on the platform. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done the greatest, truth. so our focus has been on efficiently connecting the parties. So like when you post a request, we wanna, yeah. we've been using our time and energy to ensure that the most appropriate people near you that are likely to help see your request okay. and that you get a response in as short a timeframe as possible. So that's okay. what we've been really focused on. Which means that we have all of these stories, but we haven't, um, you know, that's the next phase is where we collate all of these stories. So. Um, just to give you like uh, a couple of um, uh, broad categories, uh, you know, a lot of them are around uh, small tasks, whether it's language learning. Yeah. Uh, somebody need needs a running buddy, right? Okay. Things of yeah. that nature. Um, you know, uh, in, uh, with, with your neighbors, um, we have charities using using the platform for, for volunteers. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, broadly speaking a third category where people. Um, post selfless requests where they're trying to do something for somebody else Mm. or for the broader community it could be you know uh, somebody organizing a litter pick or somebody you know doing something like that yeah Um, Yeah. somebody wanting to help help the homeless in in, in their locality yeah that gets so much traction because it's really inspiring you know that you get you know 20 people Mm. that that say hey we can help you with that yeah Um, on a personal note um, it's kind of a funny slightly embarrassing story is that i actually learned to ride a bicycle uh, for the first time in my life at about age 32
0: okay um, on helpful things oh cool uh it's quite an embarrassing thing to do especially at that
2: age yeah. uh, but two uh random kind folks uh, met me at a park with a bike and a helmet and you know so so the amount of things that happen on health babes you know we've had thousands tens of thousands of helps ranging from really small quote unquote mundane bits of helps to quite major um, inspiring things one well, we know a guy who uh broke a guinness world record for charity uh for ironing for something like 100 plus consecutive hours okay um, and he got um, a whole bunch of things uh, from the venue to press to volunteers um to call the clothes to iron uh, through helpful themes this was very very early on as well yeah um so yeah it, 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 it's as uh, it's down to people, how they use it, but it could be used for certain
0: things. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's really interesting. What, what made you uh, what made you want to learn to ride a bike after not doing it for years?
2: <laughs> yeah, so for the longest time I convinced myself that I didn't need to ride a bike. I was yeah. told that the you know, um, had passed the window. But I was invited to um, one of my mates, Stangdu, in, in the Lake District. And I got the itinerary, and one of the activities was mountain biking. Go gotcha. and, and I was like, okay, I've got three
0: weeks, <laughs> and, and I had to, so yeah. that pushed me to, to do it. Oh, cool. Well, it yeah. sounds good. It sounds good. And did you um did you start stabilizers or did you just go like yeah. sort of full full throttle? Yeah, full
2: throttle. Cool. But, um, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, it, it was easier than I thought. Yeah. Um. But
0: yeah, it was still tricky. Lots of forms Yeah. Um. So, so I, I know you mentioned earlier about the uh, the soft skills that people have got that are really useful yeah. on helpful. Peeps, I'm glad to to. Uh, to to hear that because I've got no practical skills at all I mean I I talk and think for a living and and frankly sometimes I look in the mirror and go I can't believe people are paying me for this but um, certainly it's interesting when you uh, you sort of look at the things that you can help with, and I'd imagine your your bike riding thing was like just just to help you with confidence as well as the practical skill of riding the bike. You know, be Absolutely. there and support Absolutely. me with it.
2: Absolutely, I'm hmm. just you know, having the physical bike because I didn't no one. Yeah, a bit of morale and a bit of you know yeah. a few helpful tips. Yeah, but but even you know like you know we have so many. Things where people help each other, whether it's a gym buddy or a running buddy or a walking buddy, yeah. or you know somebody uh, cat sitting or watering plants or you know um, things like that, you know, yeah listening.
0: Yeah. And, um, so there's so many things that we can
2: do but we, we tend to be a really self-critical of ourselves yeah. as, as you, you, you've been when you been when you're looking in the mirror yeah. um, but also I think what we do is we tend to pigeonhole ourselves into just our profession right yeah our gotcha physical. we are not we are not the job that we do agreed um, so that's our specialism and our skill and okay that's what we what, what we get paid for and yeah. that's what you know pays the bills but we have you know a dozen other skills if not more um, that we have, and uh, we could put that to good use uh, in our local community. Uh, and, and often it's a pleasure. Like you know, if it's yeah. something that you enjoy doing, yeah, um, it's 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 not a chore at all. Yeah.
0: Um, I I think you're, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this definition of your entire existence as a job seems mad to me. You know, it's like you are so much more than what you spend eight hours a day doing. You know, you've got, you're a dad, you're a... business owner you're a person you're funny you're you know there's all these sort of things that you can do to help but what i'm interested in is what gets asked for the most on the platform
2: so when we started we thought it would be things like DIY, right? Where people needed help with yep. a task. Yeah. So what we learned over time is that the single most popular request, broadly speaking, is friendship and meeting people. Mm. So it's everything from, hey, I'm a new mom,
0: uh, looking to meet other, like, other people, to hey, yep. I'm new to the area, you know, uh, looking to meet people to go
2: for coffee, um, you know, or, hey, I'd like to learn a new uh, instrument, or I'd like a running buddy. But ultimately, it's not just about the task at hand, Um, It's also about meeting people locally and having these real-world interactions because again, you know, we can argue that more and more people are becoming more isolated, loneliness is a thing, it's not limited to the elderly anymore, Um, so so, so as we become more insular and, and as that circle that we talked about gets smaller, you know, we provide people with a mechanism where they can actually interact and meet people locally which doesn't have a dating component
0: yeah gotcha yeah
2: you know that seems to be relatively easy there's lots of apps and and things of that nature but you know to meet people locally a you know to make friends weirdly seems to be uh, much harder yeah And, and it's not something that we set out to address but just as a byproduct of what we've done um, you
0: know there's a lot of that happening on the platform which is always uh, is fantastic to see. So this is about community, I mean, I mean you mentioned the word community in terms of an online platform but totally. just building, taking those online communities offline and saying yeah. let's meet for a beer or a walk in the park or you know to, to do something in yeah. real life instead of just, just being online Sound, sounds, sounds great. Yeah. Um, I made a
2: strategic call to do that um, about a year ago where Historically, helpful themes. You could create a post and make it either an online post or an offline post. Okay. So, so if you needed, you know, translation help, let's say somebody in Beijing technically you could see your post. Maybe you could do it do it via Skype or via mm. email. Mm. Uh, but we felt that, you know, those interactions aren't going to be long lasting. Yeah. Uh, right. So we wanted to bring focus to local. It's actually harder to do the local bit, but we felt it was worthwhile mm. to do it because. Um, and so we 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 basically killed the online bit. Your your feed is basically tailored to your location. Yeah, if uh, you can widen and narrow the,
0: the, the range. geographical range. Right. Yes. Okay. But yeah.
2: Fundamentally, it's about connecting with people locally. Uh, even if you want to physically meet up, and you can help over the phone or whatever, we mm. still want people to connect locally because that creates further opportunities for you guys to interact, love it, and reciprocate, and things of that nature.
0: Love it, and and in terms of the geography of the platform, where where are your where mo- you where are your, your hotspots, where are the people that uh, connect the most? Yeah, so, so we have focused solely on uh, the UK. Okay, our active uh, focus uh,
2: and Bristol is where we started, so Bristol is still our active community. Mm. Uh, but at the moment uh behind bristol we've got brighton and london uh, we've got manchester we've got edinburgh uh we've got about 15 plus cities now uh with very very active communities okay um and then you know we're at one hundred and seventy-five thousand members okay um and we actually have users in about 60 or 70 different countries as well okay but that's just a byproduct of social media and the internet. Yeah, uh, we we might have three people in South Africa, but they're not super active. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know there's not much they can do to help each other. But but definitely UK focused for now, um, with a view to go global in the future. Um, but hotspots, I would say, Bristol, Brighton, London, Manchester. or oh, we, we've been targeting kind of the the cities yeah. because you have uh, population density.
0: Okay, it's not a question that I had in mind, but. Um, uh, so, I, I'm a Londoner, as you can probably tell from the accent, um, uh, and I think London's a great city, but I've heard so much, so many good things about Bristol.
2: Mm. What makes
0: Bristol an awesome place to be? <laughs>
2: uh, it really, really is an awesome place to be. Um, I think it's got a real community feel. Okay. Uh, it really does. Um, and you know, when we launched Top uh, Beats, you know, it just so happened to be that uh, I was in Bristol when we launched it here, but yeah. it turned out to be the perfect place for us to pilot it. Okay. We brought- uh, you know, we, we had a really great reception with the press, the community, uh, but and also it's got it's got everything. It's it's got uh, you know uh, I'm in London quite often. Uh, it's an hour and forty. Right
0: yeah, now. so it's the links are good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's got you know it's got great restaurants and bars, and you know it's it's got a great um, diversity, it's got a big culture. Yeah. It's, it's small enough. And yet has everything it needs. Yeah. Uh, and a real kind of hub for, for startup and creatives and things of that nature as well. Lately, yeah. Uh, I think we're kind of like second or third in the country according to a few studies. Okay. Uh, I'm constantly being voted the best place to or the best city to live in. Um, and yeah, so I I I'm a big fan. I've been here 15 years and. I've said
0: good. Sounds great. Sounds great. So I I want to ask you a little bit more about helpful peeps, but we do something on the Kleinage Project, which um, every week we ask our community, we ask our uh, audience, um, we have a... um, a question of the podcast which typically isn't kindness related um so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw uh, this is like a quick fire round for the for the interviewees. so let me throw some of these uh, at you uh what's the best use of an egg
2: what's the best
0: use of an egg yeah is it omelette boiled poached scrambled oh okay okay, scrambled it, that's pretty good um, what country you said you're pretty well travelled what country that you haven't been to is on the top of your must visit list Cuba see Cuba's on mine as well Cuba, and actually I think, I think over the next few years Cuba might change quite a lot, yeah. right
2: it's
0: an urgent one sooner rather than later um, what's the most inspiring movie ever
2: <laughs> I'm
0: go with oh, great film!
2: For, for kind of
0: tenacity and persistence. Yeah, great film. I love that film. If you became supreme ruler of the world, what's the first rule you'd put in place?
2: Universal
0: basic income. Ah, uh, see, I like that idea. I I think a lot of the best ideas are. Sort of uh, the Scandinavian countries are uh, either thinking about or thinking about doing, right? You know, sort of highly taxed countries, but certainly um, interesting in the way they do things. Um, If you could only sing one song perfectly, which song would you choose? Sing. <laughs> Me neither. We're in the same boat on that one, Seth.
2: One song perfectly. What would it be? I don't know. Maybe like a like a complicated rap song that's really fast. Yeah. I'd pick
0: the one. Yeah. I. I'd. I, you know what I'd pick if if I if I was going. Uh, um, down that road I can't remember the name of it now Oh, it's lost me I'll, I'll come back to it I'll come back to it I, I've, I even struggle answer, answering my own questions it, it's weird when we ask these on the per- podcast because the ones that get the best response tend to be the most trivial so let me give you let me give you one of my uh, let, let me give you one of the podcast's most answered questions what's your favourite biscuit
2: right See that's the
0: thing, I'm not really big on biscuits. You're
2: not a
0: biscuit fan? A chocolate chip cookie, maybe. Sounds that's good. Oreos. Yeah, Oreos are good. And what's your favourite piece of trivia ever?
2: Probably.
0: That's the one that always flummets scarce. I, I, I'll let you come back to that yeah. one. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on to the most con- contentious and controversial question we've ever asked on the podcast who's the best muppet who's
2: the best muppet yeah yeah
0: yeah sesame street or the muppet show or right i'm gonna who's
2: the best yeah. I'm going to go with the yellow bird
0: I Big birds. Oh, interesting <laughs> choice Interesting choice, that's a good one Okay, Seth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, I really appreciate it and I've, 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 yeah, Learning about the work you're doing uh, sounds great so uh, certainly it goes from step, step to step So what is next about Helpful Peeps? What, what's the future intentions for the platform?
2: Yeah, so our goal currently you know as a milestone we want to get to a million members. Okay. What
0: are you on at the minute? At
2: about 175,000. Okay. Um so to get to a million members across the UK. Yeah. Um be in every major city Okay. we're working towards that at the moment. Um, and we want it to become um, a bit of a household name. Uh you know people, you know just as you know people anybody in business is aware of LinkedIn and so on, we want yeah. people to be familiar with with um, with helpful Ps. But long term really The vision is for us to become almost the Amazon for help. Yeah. uh, That we can execute help on demand locally uh, in an Uber esque fashion. So if the car breaks down, you don't have accident cover, you post a request for help of these, 17 people within a kilometer's radius gets notified, four of them offer to come and jumpstart your car. Gotcha. Right? And, And the whole thing happens, and within 15 minutes, they're there. Uh, and now guess what it's actually more efficient than having a cover Um, and and, you know this across every helpful scenario imaginable Um, and we can only achieve this with scale and liquidity yeah Uh, but we want to make being kind and helpful cool Um, and we want people to collect karma points. Uh, you know, we want MPs to say that their constituents have been the most helpful. And, you know, we have we have a grand vision. But but basically, the Amazon for help uh, is the simplest way to, to spread.
0: Love it. Love it. There's a guy uh, we interviewed for the podcast, actually. Have you heard of the app uh, Be My Eyes?
2: I have. I met it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well... I, I, I haven't met him yet. He, he's, yeah. again, talking about Scandinavians, he yeah. is he is a cool Scandinavian, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but certainly that use of technology to support Barjali-type people, I loved. I loved that idea. Um,
2: There's so much overlap between between what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we ended up in Brussels on a panel uh, together. Okay. It's fantastic to meet him, and we love what he does. Uh, so, yeah, very, very um, similar goals, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So was that a conference, or was that...
2: Yeah, it was an event. Uh, it was the digital digital festival, something like that. Okay. Um, I think it was last year in Brussels.
0: Who, who else was on the panel? Uh,
2: I think it was... I'm trying to remember now. Um, yeah. I think it was just us from, like, a startup perspective. Yeah. We had, like, legislators and policy makers. Okay. And moderator and things like that. Yeah, cool. But we kind of represented kind of the... You
0: know, entrepreneurial, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Using tech to uh, bring, you know, make an impact in community, something like
0: that. Yeah, love it, absolutely love it. Um, and um, it was it was interesting because when I spoke to him, he did he did tell me that um, he went along to the sort of the sort of coding day as a non-coder and it was i think it was 50 euros to get in or something like that but they were they were doing free beer so he he thought he could make his money back anyway which made me which really made me chuckle um uh, so how can people find out a bit more about helpful peeps
2: So the easiest place would be uh, helpfulpeeps.com. Yep. Um, But we have um, an iOS app on the App Store and a um, a Android app on the Play Store as well. Okay. Uh, We're also on all of the social medias uh, at Helpful Peeps. Um, Facebook is probably our most active um, kind of community. Okay. Um, But, yeah, helpfulpeeps.com, and, you know, uh, you, you can sign up.
0: And uh, you awesome! Love it. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Saf. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you soon.
2: Awesome, thanks, Chris, for having me.
0: So, that was the second part of the interview with Saf.
2: Yeah,
0: it was. It was. <laughs> Have you listened to it? Not yet. <laughs> I would do it's really good. Tis the end. (laughs) Why did you go up to the mic like you were going to give it a kiss? Because you went like that. You tipped your head and then went, tis the end. It is the end. Tis the end. It's the end of another podcast. But we all Um, know the
1: end is not the end. I'd like you to do it this time.
0: uh, uh, What the... Do I get to do the jingle? Last week's question of the week, this week...
1: It's got less
0: oomph it now. Well, no, it hasn't. Because uh, you do last week's question of the week, this week, last week, this week, last oh, week. No. You, you make it too long. All it is, let's, let's make it simple. Last week's question of the week, this week. Something like that. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Are we having that or not? Uh, and we had a... a when when we thought about this question we didn't expect to get the answers we got um, and it, there was there was a there was a gender divide right
1: of course there were
0: so of the women um the question? oh the question was if you woke up as a member of the opposite sex but knew that you were going to go back to the original gender in a month what would you definitely have to do okay now the women were sensible Okay. the women were um, uh, I'm going to just get stuff done that the men are useless at <laughs> so Karina Murray said all his paperwork um, Sarah Drackard said she'd do all the boys jobs around the house um, uh, Roberta White said I'd do what men do absolutely nothing um, but Literally, uh, and we had a we had a really good response on Twitter as well. Fiona, I think it was on Twitter. I'm just going to log into my Twitter now and check. Fiona turned around and went, "What I do is um, uh, hold on, let me the two seconds. Mow the lawn. So she, every every um, every answer from a woman was sensible, practical, and."
1: Like, uh, a bit
0: gender, ge- ge- gender ter- stereotypical. A bit, a bit gender stereotypical. But so, Bev Stove said, "I'd sit around waiting for somebody to cook my dinner." A bit harsh. <laughs> um, but probably fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so the um, uh, the the women's answers were sensible. <laughs> the men's answers weren't as sensible.
1: See,
0: I follow him on Facebook, so I know what's coming. So. Uh, and the first answer we had was from a friend of the show, Victor Sachs, who just used two words. If he was a woman, for a month, all he'd do is swing him. That's all he'd do, Victor. <laughs> he should swing him. i to really
1: clarify what he's going to swing. Uh,
0: Mikey Fitzgerald had a good one. it um, would say, find out the real question every man wants to know. Are tubicles real or made up. Now, I, I've i got to be honest, I didn't know what a tubicle was. Oh,
1: we had to urban Dictionary.
0: We had two urban dictionaries. And apparently, it's a toilet cubicle with two toilets in.
1: For two people.
0: Now, I don't know whether that's a real thing or not. I and know. I don't know. I asked Cassie, I asked my wife, we talked about it. And we've never been to, like, you've never been to a place with a tubicle, have you? I've never
1: been in a tubicle. But mum was saying that sometimes women will go in one cubicle together if there's too long a line.
0: Okay, okay. But is there two toilets in that cubicle? No, just one. Okay, so I I, I don't know. Uh, John Cook said, I'd probably just end up playing with my boobs. Um, (laughs) And then he added. Just like the same as now, because I do that already. And uh, Nigel Mavers, <laughs> the weird world. I mean, Nigel Mavers could have his own part of this podcast. Because every time he answers a question of the podcast, he just comes up with this... He's like, got this mad, imaginative brain that just comes up with awesome some stuff. Um, weird, but awesome. Nigel said, I would get pregnant then turn back into a man a month later and see how things went for the following nine months. I'm assuming not well, but if it turns out that the pregnancy goes the full term, I would request a caesarean, otherwise things could get pretty painful. I think right. Actually, this is weird, but I love it. Uh, Cassie then brought, I think this is the best idea so far. Would love to read a review of your experience after delivery. And apparently Nigel did do a birth plan with his when his son was born. Uh, uh, his wife would have written it, but she was a bit busy at the time. <laughs> I mean, that is just incredible. So um, uh, I, I, I wasn't expecting those answers when I got those questions. I'm going to get
1: pregnant.
0: Uh, I, I wasn't expecting... In the gender split I should have expected the gender split from yeah, sensible have. pragmatic advice from the women and just ridiculousness from the men I should have expected that
1: should have seen it
0: coming should have seen it coming I mean, but, but the I didn't
1: thing I said was i my pants I was <laughs> 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 just like I'm the opposite sex wait give me a sec oh, oh yeah definitely the opposite sex oh flat chest obviously the opposite
0: sex <laughs> You did tell me tell us about that last week, but thanks for reiterating oh, that. It's funny um funny. Uh, but your ones in between the boys and the girls, so like checking your pants is quite practical, <laughs> but also quite funny. Um, so so yeah. Check down tarp. So yeah, <laughs> they anymore. they were the answer to the question of the podcast. And I just want to share a little um uh listeners because I know it he does listen to the podcast every now and again. Um uh re listener's story of kindness. He gave me a compliment. Martin McNamara from um uh uh, uh he's on Twitter. I don't know why I heard them that much. Um, he's on Twitter um, Martin um, McNamara um, oh, is on uh, last stand but at Martin Namara Martin underscore namara on Twitter said I love the way that Chris writes I wish I had that skill set. So that's a very nice compliment from Martin. He obviously doesn't heard the way I speak because he hasn't heard this podcast. (laughs) Um, But hopefully he feels the same way. So thanks, Martin. I, uh, I, I really appreciate the compliment. It's really nice of you to say so. And on that note...
1: We are truly finished. Goodbye. Bye.